the Everyman Podcast. Uh, <laughs> Big dog, Daryl Campbell. How are you, my brother? Man, again, we say it all the time. Bless and highly favored, man. Amen. In the boat, in the canoe, brother Jay. Another week, another pod, and uh, we've been uh, we've been cranking them out lately. We've been having a lot of yeah, fun. Man. Yeah. In the last couple Energy. weeks, we've we've uh, been hanging with Mark Holcomb from Periphery, talking football, talking NFL, all, yeah, making yeah, all sorts of wild speculation. <laughs> some of that wild speculation paid off for some. Yeah. Others it did not. Yeah. Obviously. And that Obviously. is how. That's the great thing about about sports prognosticating is that you got a 50-50 shot most times unless you start predicting, uh, you know, statistics and, and, and yardage and things like that. But, um, yeah, you know, we just we just got through Super Bowl 55. Tampa Bay took it home yeah, man. in a fashion that was quite surprising to many. Oh, um, come on. <laughs> I, I even thought, is you know, and I, I have been – pulling the Tampa train here for a little bit. I even thought, okay, I thought for sure Kansas City would get up on them early and then mm-hmm. it would be, you know, the Brady show from there. And it was the opposite. I mean, it was like Kansas City was deflated out out the gate in a lot of ways. Dude, I mean, I think, I think we all talked about this for a second, just about the Brady, you know, um, the Brady – Rogers matchup, you know, that, 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 that conference championship. Right. So, um, if you were to tell me two, three weeks ago that Tom Brady, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid's Kansas city chiefs were going to meet in the super bowl and that Patrick Mahomes would not throw a touchdown in that game. Yeah. I, I, I would, I'd walk away from you mid sentence. It would, it just, it wouldn't be, it would be an egregious thing to say. It just wouldn't make sense. The number one offense going up against that Buccaneers defense, which is top 10 defense. I think they're ranked like seventh or eighth in the league, but like not score a touchdown. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have believed you. I wouldn't have believed you. You know, it's, it's, it was kind of a surprise. And I think, you know, I don't want to get too into the weeds of it. You know, everybody with uh, with the ability to Google search can, can look up the details themselves. But, you know, there was some news that broke uh, regarding a horrible, horrible, tragic. I mean, frankly, there's no, I mean, not many words to describe it, but tragic incident, an accident involving some children in in Kansas City with with one of the assistant coaches. And, you know, it's it I think it was covered in a weird way. I think it was odd that they chose um, clearly they were going to avoid talking about it head on as much as possible. And then there is no way something like that happens that it does not affect your whole team. And the relationship, I think, between, you know, Coach Andy Reid and his his players there, they they love that man. They love his family. They love that team. Um, I would think they would all be hurting from that situation. And um, it's – you don't – it's it's hard to even talk about football and then talk about what happened there. Um and obviously, we don't know all the details, so I, that's why I don't really want to comment too much on it. But if, if the allegations are accurate, I mean, it's it's terrible. And 
Yeah. There's no way that yeah. that on a sat on Saturday night before the Super Bowl isn't sitting on the hearts of uh, those guys because they they play for Andy Reid and they're hurting. Oh, yeah. They they know co- their coach is hurting f- on a bunch of different levels, and then it's going to affect the team. So I think you have that which cannot be, you know, understated at all. I think right right. Um, Combined with all of those things we talked about in the in the Super Bowl Superpod, which was like Tampa's playing at home, it's their home turf, and you know what? I we we talked about that, and I I wanted to text you halfway through. Kansas City had a couple drives, I think two drives, where they had somebody slipped on a break coming out, you know, and and they I think it was uh, Hardman, and he yeah, it could have been yeah. a first down, he slipped and fell, and ended up being a third and two, and I was thinking like, up oh, that's. That's those those playing conditions talking, because you, yeah, you were talking about remember that and, because Tampa yeah. Bay didn't have those problems. They knew they knew that field. Yeah, and this is home, yeah. Right, you know, going into your own locker room to start a Super Bowl, like because they always say like, oh, you got to treat it like it's any other game, but it's impossible to treat it like it's any game. Well, this oh, was no. the closest they could ever do to treating it like it's any other game. Um, yeah. So I think that was huge, and also you know from a you know you bring up the one touchdown thing. From a gambling perspective, I was looking at all the the prop bets, and it was like combined over over eight hundred yards for both, over seven touchdowns, you know, over under under four and a half sacks. Like everything was just the money was just piled against it, and it just didn't quite make sense to me because I'm looking on paper like I don't know, like this is still Tom Brady we're talking about here, right? Um, right. But still, no touchdown. Yeah, that that's. That was crazy, and um, yeah. but you know they handled losing with with class. I got to yeah. give them that. Yeah. Um, losing a Super Bowl is tough, I would imagine. Um, watching the Steelers lose one sucked, um, but there was some really cool aspects of it. One that one throw that he got off where he was like parallel to the ground, that was insane. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he had a to me. Um, to me, Mahomes, I, th- I think despite all of the adversity that he had throughout the night with respect to pressure from the defensive line, from the linebackers, from them blitzing, from the different game looks that they they took on, him being able to pull off some of those throws just surrounded by bodies yeah. was, was unbelievable. I'm talking about flying out of bounds, off one leg, across his body. I mean, it, it looked like an and one mixtape, even if it was an incomplete pass. He was just he was just going all over the place. So, but um, yeah, I mean, he and he took some hits, man. Oh, yeah. He got he got oh. rocked. And, you know, on that God. on that idea, like, I think if you remember, man, like when LeBron first came in, into the NBA and it, everybody kind of treated him f- at the first beginning of his run with Cavaliers like he was like the one man show and it, it, like he was going to be able to do it all on his own. And then, you know, he went to Miami and won when he was in a different environment with an experienced coach and an owner and or a young coach, but experienced, you know, GM Pat Riley and all that all star talent around him. I think the media has kind of covered Pat Mahomes like that to an extent too, that he's just this unbeatable myth mythological they're already calling him a future hall of famer and it's like well i mean the guy's only been in the league four years shit shit could happen you know and um it's not a one-man operation you know especially in the super bowl you can't just have one guy that's able to light it up every play and expect to be able to win every game because eventually you're going to come across a team that's 
more prepared and has, you know, they can shut down Tyreek Hill. They can shut down yeah. Kelsey. Yeah. You know, the running game was not – didn't even exist. And um, Dude, the running game didn't exist. And it's, it's weird because out of all the Super Bowls I've been to, for the ones that are just – and there's only been like a few of them where it was so lopsided and so awkward if we're talking about game planning. And, again, I don't want to get into the weeds of it and, and, and bring out that whole exo brain that just shines through. But yeah, typically when – you get away from doing the things that you do well. You don't have the results of the from the right. things you do well. You know what I mean? And I'll just leave it at that. So yeah, it was um was that? But I mean, look, Bruce Arians proved that he is a fucking coaching legend. Oh, the the yeah. the many different you know things he's done now. And and then popped in, you know, coach of the year, just hopping in with the Colts when they needed him, like his time in Arizona with with Carson Palmer. And, you know, I just he's an all time great in my eyes, without a doubt. And, you know, it's it's also cool to see, you know, just the idea, the history of it, like seven's going to be hard for anybody to catch. Well, I mean, well, we already know that stands across like all sports, really. So, you know, it's just, I mean, he's going to run out of fingers pretty soon. So, you know. Yeah. What would you think of uh, the weekend? Um, You know what? I I thought, you know, given the whole COVID and the social distance stuff and then the cardboard cutouts and how they kind of integrated all that with the performance, I think it was pretty good. I think he did all right. I mean, like, to me, my favorite, like, I like like the the over-the-top, situation you know i like those like i like like lady gaga descending from the rafters and Katy perry coming in on some giant mechanical lion like that shit's crazy you know what i mean but like he has a little city going and stuff like that and you know it felt like it felt like you were watching in like 20 minutes of what his concert's like Mm -hmm. yeah and that's you know from a from a performer standpoint like that's that's what I would want to do. Like if I was trying to, if, if I was looking at it and be like, okay, I've got this massive worldwide audience who's going to hear and see me for the first time. I'm a perfect example of that. I, I had little to no knowledge of the weekend prior to this. I knew of him, you know, but I could not point, you know, his song out. If you gave it to me on a list, <laughs> um, it was like, here's a little sampling for everybody of, of what it is. And and then it's funny because people were pretty like split on it. They were like, they loved it or hated it. And a lot of people that I figured would like it were like, it sucks. And I guess it's, I mean, you can't keep everybody happy, but I thought it was entertaining. The the lights were crazy. Uh, the sta- How the stage moved was very impressive. Yeah. And um, I mean, I don't know if he was actually singing in real, in real life. Um, I know right. typically they have that kind of all piped in. Sometimes you, you could tell he was. So I think there's a little bit of both going on there. Um, but either way, I mean, dude's super talented. But, you know, I'm watching that and I'm just thinking, like, this guy is just a straight up Michael Jackson copy oh, yeah. without, he, he, without the good looks and the, without the dancing ability. Yeah, and the, the, the extreme choreography. I, you know, I, I, I agree with you when you say it kind of seemed like, you know, it just kind of gives you a taste of – what his concerts are like, because I kind of had that same feeling and I don't know why I, I made this connection, but like watching it and like, especially cause we, we got to go through all that footage at work, you know, where I'm watching, I have to, I'm like, dude, man, this, this is crazy. But then it, I did have that feeling like, you know, 
it was like Mortal Kombat, like in the beginning of like when all the fighting, the, all the fights were getting ready to start. And the uh, old school Mortal Kombat and Shang Tsung is like, and now for a taste of things to come. Yeah. And then, doom, 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 And then you get that like that little, you know, that little couple fights in the little spar. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Sub Zero comes out, freezes some poor bastard. Oh, uh, yeah, dude, just you know, like... <laughs> some poor bastard is just trying to bring water out. You know, and he, oh, he gets yeah. he gets frozen to death. You always got to feel bad for the anonymous henchmen. They, they, you know, if you ever get a, the every man, the every woman, if you ever it's get a, a jackless job, if yeah, if you ever get an offer to work for like a global evil corporation as a, as a entry level henchman, you're, you're pretty much disposable. Dude, if you're, if you're, if you're first line, the Cobra commanders, like, you know, army, I mean, you know, you're done. Like, it's just no. You're definitely no going to be one of the only ones that gets hit by those. You lasers. know, dude, that's like it's over for you. <laughs> you're you're getting the rockets first. <laughs> that's just how it is. Yeah, I mean, you get every every movie sets that up. You say like, oh, that guy's going to die immediately. Absolutely, he's carrying a big stick. You know, a big pointy stick. He's going to fall on it for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I um. Yeah, I got no real beef with the weekend. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, you know, I think uh, again, put myself in the shoes of like a TikTok aged tween, and I I've never they've probably never seen Michael Jackson before, so they they probably love that, and they're like, mm-hmm. oh wow, this guy's great, and yeah, he's great, but like it's not it's not anything new, and I think that's kind of the cycle with entertainment and music specifically right. is everything comes back around, and and eighties pop music is uh, is back. You know, in, in a big way right now. So, um, you know, commercials, eh, they, I think that's over. I think the era of yeah. that being a thing is over. Um, also, part of the, on, the, on the topic of the halftime show, I think everyone is overexposed. You know, take this podcast, for example. There's already 100 plus episodes in the archives here that you guys can listen to and check out if you're, if you're new to the show or, or you go on YouTube and watch it. Um, but there's always content coming out. Everybody's always putting something out. So, you know, it used to be you only saw Michael Jackson if you, A, went to his show, or B, he was on some sort of primetime television thing. And, and you, it, was a, it was a spectacle because Indeed. of the exclusivity. It Indeed. was a big deal to see him on stage anywhere. Because you, you couldn't know, just open you up your phone and look and see 50 live videos. And especially when it's like some of the, the musical acts that have been like, I, there was nothing special about seeing Maroon 5 play because you've seen it a thousand times and you see him on The Voice every week. Like, it's just too much. People want to see something they haven't seen all week. I got onto that, to that note and I got to ask you this question. Do you think we've lost some of that? Do you think we've lost yeah. some of that spectacle that absolutely, you know, cause like you said, you, you never saw like Michael Jackson until like he was going to bring you some new thing, some new thing, some new dance move, some new glittery pair of shoes that didn't glitter the same way they did before. Some like, you know, a uh, world premiere event where he's like in the, the sand dunes of the Sahara dancing with, you know, Naomi Campbell or, or some shit like that. You know what I mean? Like it's, it was, right, it was it was monumental. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. I'll, I'll put it to you. I'll, I'll put it to you like this, and and, and this will really make people's eyes and ears glaze over. So, let's look at professional wrestling as an example here. The business plan of professional wrestling up until 1997 was have 
have some sort of television presence to draw people into an arena. Okay. And then with the, with the growth of at first pay-per-view and then cable television, the money started shifting from why worry about entertaining 13,000 people in Cheyenne when I can entertain a million people in, in, in the U S to a hundred million to now it's a global audience. The business plan was always the, the TV show during the week was like, there was no real finishes to the big storylines. It was to get you to go buy the ticket because guess what? Ric Flair's coming to town on Saturday and he's going to get Hulk Hogan's ass this time and I'm going to pay my 25 bucks to go see it. Mm-hmm. That was the business plan, okay? Then when you had the WCW and WWF at their, at their height going at each other, the people running WCW, Turner, you know, what's now AOL Time Warner, CNN, uh, you know, AT&T, those might ring a bell. So... They said, you know what? Let's put the marquee shit on cable. And let's just see what happens. So they one night, fucking here we go. Hulk Hogan versus Goldberg for the title. And they actually did it on TV and it blew everyone's mind because it was live. And it was the spectacle in the Georgia Dome with 100,000 people or whatever the fuck it was. That one night changed the entire course of, of where pro wrestling is now, which is now... It's all about constant, constant, constant instant gratification. It's always coming. It's a never-ending stream, and I need it now, and I need it on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday, and then sometimes Saturdays and Sundays. And and that's what they've had to turn into. So now they're trying to you know, satiate this television audience that always wants more spectacle. So through the lens of, of just culture and entertainment, you know, look at – Remember, like NYPD Blue, when they said shit on there, that was a huge deal. Huge deal. Yeah. Now, you go on FX, and it's pretty much softcore porn at, uh, in some of those shows. It's insane. Yeah. yeah. So, like, the yeah. fucking bar has been lowered culturally over what we are willing to... It, it wasn't even willing to accept. It's what were advertisers willing to associate themselves with. And that has fucking changed dramatically. It so when you say like, what is, have we lost some of that? Absolutely. And there's, and there's no coming back unless everybody makes a conscious decision to withdraw, withdraw from your consumption of social media and, and what the content you add to the social media pile, uh, withdraw from, you know, I mean, we love the Avengers, right? But it gets yeah. to a certain point. I mean, do you really need Ant-Man 3 or whatever? Like, I'm not saying start cutting off the Avengers, but, like, there's a fine line. And I think they're realizing that they learned that the hard way with Star Wars when they started dibble-dabbling too much into that money Mm -hmm. pot. And now they're like, wait a minute. Why don't we just make really good things and combine a bunch of stuff together within that? And then, like, here's the Mandalorian. Right, right. Well, I'll tell you what, it's 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 one of the reasons why I know we both love the XFL is because, you know, they try to tether, you know, the wrestling with football, at, at least what's surrounding the people to tie in. So, like, you got... Well, it's that sports entertainment. Oh, yeah, sports entertainment, but you got to think, too. So, just kind of piggybacking off what you were talking about before, old school wrestling and, and why I think it's so successful and, like, they're... You know, the parents have grown up and had kids that have had kids and they're still going down that that road is because the tie in wasn't like today where the tie in wasn't about the metrics. 
uh, the tie-in of tie-ins wasn't about the metrics. It was about the pageantry and how people are associated with that and they become a part of it. Yes. Right. So, so, absolutely. So now they grow up with it. Their kids grow up, grow up with it. And now, now that we're in the, 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 the today where it's, it's all about metrics and numbers and stuff, they've had it for years. So it doesn't do anything but grow and become even more of a world sensation. You know what I mean? Yep. So, So that's not going anywhere. No. Right. And, and everybody is trying to figure out, well, how do we do that? You can't. And, 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 and that's because and that's one of those things where it's like we were talking about this with our guest last week, Mark Holcomb, about like South Park. You can't just replicate that. It's it, no. or Seinfeld or any of these classic no. story driven entertainment properties, you know, like narrative properties like that. You can make copies of it. You can attempt, but you, there's an intangible for what makes this have longevity. And like, again, with, with the pro wrestling thing, it's like Hulk Hogan, you know, that's a generational entertainer. Like you said, there's people who's, there are grandfathers watching that with their grandkids. And that's the thing that binds them. And, that's one of the things that is relatable between like the NFL and, you know, um, professional wrestling or sports entertainment stuff. Heroes and villains, man. And, and, you know, that's why I think you see UFC has not had that issue yet because they've been able to create new stars and they always have, and there's always that sense of, I don't know how this is going to end. Right. Right. You know, well, then they also got that thing working for them with just to tie in the combat. Like real content. Well, that's what I mean. But what I'm saying is, as the thing that will keep people tuning in and buying UFC pay-per-views is it's more about the brand UFC than it is who's fighting. It's like, oh, there's right. a UFC fight on? Fuck it. I'm going to the bar. Let's go. Let's go get Let's go order the pay-per-view. You know, eat some pizzas or whatever. Like, yeah. whereas the NFL, you have now the expansion into the daytime space with one of my, you know, some of my favorite programming out there. Um, and then you have them, they're branching out. What do you think the Nickelodeon thing is? Mm-hmm. That's not, you know, they're trying to create new fans a new generation of fans because yep. they know that um, their attention is going elsewhere. And you have a, yep. you have a game and I think baseball is going to, they're going to be the first to suffer from this, which is how do you, how do you get this? into that instant, like I said earlier, that TikTok six second world. It's kind of hard to do for baseball. Well, I think that's the thing. I think that's the next thing. It's like, you know, for years people would say when hard knocks with it was, was at its prime. Somebody says, I oh, mean, you know what? We got to find a way to, you know, the next best, best thing is to be able to find the show where hard knocks meets the internet. And there's this bottle thing there. Yeah, It's called Antonio here. Brown's Instagram. Yeah, that and <laughs> that, and then you got, you know, you know these, uh, you know, um, um, and, and then you get Netflix that comes along, right? And 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 then you, you have all these other like kind of spin spinoffs of of Hard Knocks, but you know, all might might even be a little bit more entertaining and winning Emmys and stuff like that. But yeah. you know, it's because it's it's it, they're bottling the program and they're bottling the best of and putting it in a format that is, you know, but right now, why, why is hard knocks maybe perceived now as less important? My answer would be 
I, I told I told my fiance the other night we were talking about she saw Travis Kelsey's diamonds, and she goes, "Man, I can't believe these guys are running around playing with and like Tyreek has has a cheetah chain or whatever. Yeah. I can't believe these guys are going around wearing that like worried about getting hurt or like somebody grabbing it, you know, like Dude. choking you, like." It seems wild. And I said, yeah, well, you know, I remember Chad Johnson on Hard Knocks going into Claire's at the mall and yeah. buying Cubic Zarconians and making a big deal about it. That was must-see television. You know why? Because there was nowhere else for me to get that. And the NFL held a monopoly on access for right. years. Years. Until they figured it out. Until, uh, until everybody got social media. And now it's no longer a surprise to see that... Uh, Oh wow, they play Madden too, you know, or like oh they bust each other's shit too. It's it's, and and I think some people get it. There are some entertainers that understand that balance of exposure, and I think you'll see. I think the weekend. I interestingly enough, because he's into this whole he's got this whole character thing he does. Now I was reading up on him, and he's. Doing this shit where he like wears, you know, it's 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 character driven based on his music video and like he he showed up at some award show with like a bunch of prosthetics on and just played it off like nothing was wrong and there was like his face. And he's like kind of living that gimmick, like living the Ric Flair, you know? And I think you're gonna see some people start to realize like that there is actually a dollar sign associated with not exposing yourself all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's like we I think we hit the peak of like I can see this anywhere, you know? Yep. And then, you know, what happens there? I'll tell you, one talent, generational talent, um, iconic figure that I have no limit of my desires to be exposed to uh, is Nicolas Cage. And, you know, last couple of weeks we, we've mentioned this film and, and it came up on our radar on the Twitch show um, over the summer it's called jujitsu, and um, yeah. I, it did not disappoint. So just to catch everybody up, so we're on the same page, um, jujitsu is a film about a interdimensional lizard, maybe alien, some lizard. sort of creature yeah. in a uh, highly advanced technology laden suit. Some of this technology. Is to include cloaking abilities. Yep. Um, warping. Um, yep. Yep. Explosives. Uh, a, a retractable blade. Um, Sounds like a little predator in there. Yeah. And he and he's seeking a trophy. So you got a few elements right off the bat there that have that that come from elsewhere, and this is a Chinese film, and the mm. Chinese are not necessarily known for uh, abiding by intellectual property. <laughs> That's not really their thing. Um, so then you kind of have this Mortal Kombat aspect of it where like every six years this interdimensional space demon uh, travels to Earth seeking the best jiu-jitsu fighters. Nine combatants. The best nine jiu-jitsu combatants. And I know what you're thinking. Like, oh, so is this a UFC movie? No. No, it's not. Uh, if you've ever wondered, like, how how best to incorporate a ground-based grappling system in an action film, this is the film for you. 
think about like John Wick, right? When John Wick's mm-hmm. doing all his gun combat and it's like a very specific style of fighting, you know? Yeah. It's not like that. It's like that except all of the combat is like arm bars, knee locks, you know, open guard. So like if you watch UFC, you're going to watch this and you're going to be like, holy shit, he's got him in an arm bar. Nicholas Cage just put this space alien in an arm bar. Fucking great. Okay. And yeah, if you've ever wanted to see that, this is the film for you. Uh, Tony Ja, badass. He's yeah, in he's, this. Yeah. And it's almost yeah. like nobody told him this was not a good movie, which I yeah. like. <laughs> But Nicolas Cage definitely knew what he was in. He knew what movie he was in, for sure. Nicolas Cage always knows what movie he's in. He's always present and mindful of of where he needs to kind of fit himself right into the script where he can be the Cage that we love and where he needs to be, okay, a little bit more serious and I have to be in line with the the the, the martial art, action, samurai, slash... You know, sword play there's dudes, yeah man, there's like, like and then there was like the 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 way they introduced the tony Ja character is like this attempt at like a one shot one take fight sequence where he fucks yeah. up a whole village of enemy oh, combatants and it was like, like it was sick but like it wasn't really execute like and again and I'm, and I'm not i'm not uh i'm not throwing stones here but cinematography is an art yeah. You know, and it's kind of like somebody could paint a beautiful painting and then I take it and I trace it. Right. Did I, did I replicate the f- image? Yeah, no. maybe, maybe I did, but it's like, it's blurry and that tree looks like a dog. And is this grass? Like, what the fuck is this? That's kind of like what's going on here where it's like, they saw a bunch of fucking movies that were like, you know what? It would be sick if we put all these together and then they tried to just copy it, and it doesn't. You can't just copy paste film. You can't. But I, I will say this about the film because there are some things that I do absolutely love. Oh, and you, where well, do I here's begin? The here's the thing. To me, a, a film has to have a certain set of balls on it. Oh, when, yeah. you, when, when, when you when you when you when you put as many pieces from existing puzzles of other movies together. <laughs> it's so bold. And to and to to come into this one to say, "Hey, this is a new thing." You got you you there's something that you're doing in there that that has to set it apart, albeit slightly. And that slightly to me is just like you say when they introduced the Tony Jaa character, cinematography, right? If you go from a tracking shot to a like first person POV, right? Like, without dude, like oh my god, battlefield, like just I'm like, what just happened? Right, with like you're and and what we're trying to explain here is they're like he's it's it's like the camera's following him third person. He's fighting through bad guys, and oh, then yeah. without explanation, like the character like gets knocked back, and it's almost like he gets knocked back into the camera and then the camera that was third person dude is now his eyes and it like and then it takes a step forward and he's dude. doing then you're watching him do jujitsu fighting first person and then like he and then something happens like he does like a jump flip and it comes then the camera comes yeah. snaps back out and yeah. and it's like i think it was almost like they had t- two different teams editing the movie because like the, that was, there was a lot of that in the first half. Yeah. And then the second half, 
not so much. I don't even think they no, did it again. It's not, like it's not, like not really at all. It's like somebody realized that's a fucking awful experience to well, watch. Dude, but the thing is, is even though it was kind of awful to watch, I still I had it, to. I, I there you go. So that that's the thing. It's like when I say that, like this 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 show has to have a you know the movie has to have a set of balls. I mean, like in trying things. Yeah. Like because because like I'm I'm thinking to myself. I'm like I I can't really recall where you go from third person or tracking or an ISO, and then. I'm, somebody throws my main character after he gets roundhouse kicked in the chest and he flies backward into a Ronin camera and I see his arms and his legs come out to block and I, and now I'm in his perspective. <laughs> right. I don't know where I am. Am I the viewer? Am I am I watching this? Am I in this? Am, am, am I Wiley? Am I Tony Ja? Am I Jake? Like what, what what's going on? I don't know. And, and again, it's like there was that movie uh, Hardcore max or something like that or it was a whole yeah, first was person all first, all first hardcore person. henry it was yeah. all first person and it's like again i think i think one weekend somebody watched the predator and then they played mortal Kombat, and then they then they said you know what would be cool is if there was a first person scene in this and then we do jujitsu fighting instead of regular martial arts well well that and then also the other thing like the other the other set of of, of gonads here they said hey you know what we still got another <laughs> We got another side to this. Is they said, you know what? Why, why not? Let's just go all in and let's just add the the comic book cutscenes. Oh, dude, I completely forgot about the comic book cutscenes. Yeah, let's do that. Let's let's just do that. Yeah, like the kill. It was like Kill Bill. Like you know, yes. yeah. There's so much packed into jujitsu, and I'm gonna put the link uh, to the trailer in the show notes so you guys can check it out. And it was it's on Amazon Prime. I'm sure it's on everything else. You can rent it uh, and enjoy it, but. I'll tell you what, and, and, and on this topic, and then let's just talk about the jiu-jitsu, because we, we were talking about the UFC earlier. If you're a casual observer of mixed martial arts, the thing you're most confused by as to, like, who's winning this or, who you know, who does this hurt is the jiu-jitsu. Oh, yeah. Most people understand boxing the idea of boxing and kickboxing okay if he kicks him in the head that's gonna hurt but like some of the grappling is so confusing and you just don't know and that's why somebody like joe rogan is such a great commentator and effective because he's explaining to you like okay he's pulling back on his arm and that's putting pressure on his shoulder joint and his elbow and up if he keeps going it's gonna break like devoid of commentary watching jujitsu as a casual observer is confusing as shit and yeah. again, I love that they were like, again, the balls on display here. We're going to throw all this shit together and we're going to do a jujitsu. Like this is for jujitsu people. This is oh, for yeah. fans of oh, yeah. jujitsu, Nicolas Cage, and the Predator. And I am one. I That's why this movie was like, per, was like, I almost feel like it was targeted for me. Yeah. Yeah, and and, and and throw clarity or bearings out of the window when you watch this. Don't don't think like, okay, I'm going to come into this and everything's going to be explained to me and I'm going to have a set line of where, okay, this thing is going. Throw yourself whole, wholesale into old school Chinese martial arts back in the day, you know, um, um, like just throw yourselves all into that and just experience it. Plus... Our man, Nicolas Cage. And, you know, it reminds me of, like, uh, that scene in The Matrix when Neo's, like, first, like, snapping into The Matrix and learning shit. He's like, I just learned jujitsu. 
That's that's like all I could think about watching that is like, I know kung fu. Yeah, I just learned jujitsu, and that that's kind of what it seemed like, you know. And um, again, the entertainment value, I got my five ninety nine worth. I'll tell you that much. It, it cannot be matched. Um, yeah. yeah. And it's good to have stuff like that. And and on one one little last note here, spoiler alert. The ending. Oh, if bro. you don't think that Jiu-Jitsu 2 is already in production, because you're thinking, did they kill him? Bro, I, I don't know. Because he kind of went into the wormhole. Did he explode on the other side? I don't know. I was waiting for some three-dimensional version of the second open, and then there'd be a part two to this. Just come up right behind him when like, Jake's like, oh, yeah, I'm waiting for these bitches to come back out. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> yeah. and. and, back and, out. and <laughs> He's yeah, he's a great. I hope to see Jake in some more. Uh, he's a real, he's a real leading man. Um, I'll tell you what, man. Jiu-jitsu, Anytime, twice on Sundays. It's what that's that's one of my favorite. Uh, you know, whatever category you want to call that, bad action movies uh, that I've seen in a while. So I'm glad I'm glad to share it with you, my brother. And uh, as always, sharing the cosmic canoe with the every man and the every woman. Oh yeah. Um, you know, now that we, now that we've gotten through our, our little football phase here, you know, time to turn down uh, the football for for a few months, and uh, you know, we're going to be bringing some guests on, doing some interviews, doing the everyman thang, mm-hmm. so to speak. So, um, big dog, like you said, blessed and highly favored. Another week, another pod. I love you, bro. Yes, sir. And love you uh, too. we'll catch y'all next uh, next week. Yup. Yeah.